Dr. Todd Watson here again with the uh, ArborPod interview series. And uh, I have with me uh, right now Mr. Keith Center. He's with Mason International Business Group in Ohio. He is a speaker, writer, and consultant for uh, many top companies in the world. But more importantly for us, uh, he's a consultant for numerous companies in the green industry. He's the author of Money, Time, and People Will Kill Your Business. Uh, and welcome, Mr. Center. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Thank you very much, Todd. Greatly appreciate the opportunity to be here. The, um, uh, the title of this interview is More Than Survival, Grow and Manage Your Business in Tough Times. So let me uh, start out with the obvious question. Why does an arboriculture company need to concentrate on more than just surviving when times are tough? Well, it's interesting. If you look at the semantics of the word survival, the word survival means not dying, okay? And the mindset of not dying brings us to think in terms of our businesses dying. We need to think in terms of winning. How many times in sports, or especially in golf, have you seen the person who is in the lead all of a sudden focus on not losing rather than continuing to win? And they stop taking shots that might have been there might have been an element of risk, but the, the confidence factor, they don't want to lose rather than wanting to win. I've got a son that wrestles. And many times over, I have, over the years, I have seen people in wrestling matches that have tried to coast toward the end. But the other guy wants to win. You, you hear this in basketball and baseball and football, where somebody says, the other team just wanted to win more than we did. So it's a mindset of winning. And with that comes visualization. If people truly have a vision for their business two or three years out, and then they start to focus on that and dream that and feel that vision coming alive, the vision will become a reality for them. But whilst we're focused on not dying, on mere survival, We've got the mindset that says, I'm not winning. So they have to have the focus on the winning and visualize the winning and focus on the winning, whatever that winning means to them. So I guess that should answer the question. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent yeah. point. And, um, you know, it kind of makes me think about during the Great Depression. You know, we heard all the stories about people jumping out of buildings, but a lot of millionaires were made during the Great Depression. I guess they, it has something to do with... Uh, with how you look at and work with a bad situation. Well, it's kind of like the, the yin and yang philosophy where the symbol means you, you have opportunity and you also have danger. I mean, if we're in a flat economy, a flat world, and nothing was happening, that's boring. But whenever you have change, this opportunity created for somebody. The key is to have the mindset and the vision of how you can exploit the change so that you can be winning during a tough economy. That's great. Well, now I'm going to ask you a hard question. Um, you have to get your crystal ball out, I guess, for this one. But in the current economy, do you, um, do you believe that homeowners will stop buying tree services? Well, I think, Todd, we need to consider who is our target market. Now, if we have a residential target market, we need to break it down further than that. Uh, when I spoke yesterday, we had a, a gentleman in the audience where his target market, <laughs> if you wonder where the money's gone in the economy, 
That's who he's working with, the people who have that money, okay? Uh, Multi-millionaires in Miami. And they don't care about the cost. They don't care about um, the technical qualities that he's bringing. What they care about is, do my trees look good? How good does my garden look? That's what they're concerned about. So that's very upscale and they're somewhat uh, impervious to the economy. So we need to consider who are my target market or who is my target market. Now when it comes to homeowners, storms are not going to stop during the recession. That brings an opportunity because when people have a tree on the house or they've got a tree down and they want to have a removal done, the arborist needs to take advantage of that invitation and perhaps give a little education over and above the removal. In other words, uh, well, here's a specific example. Uh, one of my clients was invited to, to go and bid on tree removal, and it was a pretty big job. I, I know the property personally because a friend of mine used to own it. And uh, $1,200 worth of tree removal. He offered to walk the property with the owner after he had that agreement for the $1,200. So he walked the property with the owner and he pointed out, pointed out there's an infestation here, uh, that crab apple tree has uh, uh, apple scab, etc., etc. He was able to identify the issues and each time he identified an issue, the owner said, well, write me up a proposal and I'll take a look at it. He ended up leaving not with $1,200 worth of removal work, but $8,320 worth of business. And the rest of that was treatment, much more profitable than removal. So we need to consider that uh, if we're going to deal with the homeowner, there will be storms, there will be opportunities, but we need to be open to being able to give a little more to that homeowner and open up new opportunities for us. Great. Um a lot of arborists that I know are just a kind of a small mom and pop uh, operation, just just a few employees. So they're you know doing more than just the sales or, or the tree work, uh, but but taking care of the business as well. And so, how might how would you inv advise them to you know kind of juggle this workload that they're doing, plus focusing on growing and managing their business at the same time? Wow, that's a, a great series of questions all wrapped into one. But um, first of all, when we come to handling the workload, uh, in my book I point out that uh, you need to develop a functional org chart. And by functional org chart, business owners have to wear many hats. So if we look at basic hats such as marketing, sales, operations, which is the delivery of the service, accounting and finance and human resources, and then we break those down in roles and responsibilities. And then we allocate time each week to doing each of these things. So that we all like to be in the doing part of our businesses. I like to speak. That's the doing part of my business. Uh, an arborist likes to be in the doing part of arboriculture. A lot of people do not like to sell. It's always good when you've got another order. And it's always uh, a little nerve-wracking when you don't have the business lined up for next week. So we need to budget time and allocate some time to each of the primary functions of any business. As an example, if we say, I am going to do 20 hours a week 
of service delivery, of operations. And that can be, it could be consulting, it could be removal, it could be injecting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then I need another 10 hours for marketing, another 10 hours for sales. Then I need to apply myself to administration. But in addition to this, the small business owner should not get trapped into just doing. They need to set aside time each week for personal development. Personal development, which means that they're working on the business, not just in the business. They're taking an objective view of their business. Imagine that you're watching a business, okay? And you're on the roof. And the roof happens to be made out of glass. You've got a glass roof, a glass ceiling, and you're not looking at specific people working in that business. You're looking at functions getting done. You're looking at the flow of work. So here I have a piece of paper. That piece of paper is an order. And that order flows through the business. We've got inputs. We've got outputs. And you can look at the role of the president of that company and see if the president is getting the right output. And if they're not getting the right output, which means I, as the business owner, am not doing everything I should, am I getting the right inputs? So we need to be able to, first of all, do a functional organization chart, an objective view of the roles and responsibilities that have to be done. Secondly, we need to have a budget. Then, uh, when it comes to profitable growth, you didn't use the word profitable, it should be profitable growth. And profitable growth might mean I can't work any harder, but I can work a little smarter. Maybe I change the mix of the business from pruning and removal as, as the mainstay, and now I get into something like uh, doing injectables, uh, emerald ash borer, infestation, treatment for that. Also, I might get into vertical mulching with air, air spade or air knife, okay? Those are lower skilled types of work, so I can employ lower skilled people, which means I can also pay them less. It's also less risk, it's less danger. As a result, if I move from being a removalist and a pruner more into these other areas that are more highly profitable, then I can build my profitability and I'm not having to increase time, I'm not having to increase the number of employees, etc., etc. And, and I'm guessing, too, that they're going to, uh, to need to add some, uh, you know, coming to conferences or something to educate themselves in these new services, too. I, I think conferences are a wonderful idea. People should be out there walking the floor and just to look for new and fresh ideas in areas that they may have never thought of before. And just go up to the people in the booth. What do you do? How can that help me? And... I have a, a, uh, a client that talked to Arborjet, and he said, come up to Michigan, I'll show you some things that give me six hours and it'll transform your business, and it has. And he has moved from doing 1% uh, of his business in Moget to, I think it's 12 to 14% with Arborjet, and that's more highly profitable. And instead of having uh, a team of three people, a climber, and two people working at Chipper, he, he can have three people out there all being productive. And the numbers that he gave me were, if I've got a, a productive team doing removals, it's about $3,000 a day. 
for a 10 hour day. If I've got three people doing um, injectables, uh, I have $3,000 to $5,000 per day per person. And those people don't have to be the physically fit people that are doing the climbing or picking up the, the different parts of the tree and throwing them into the chipper. So if you can get that business, you can get more profit, you can grab more profit. And it, it's just a shift in mindset. But go to the shows, visit the booths, talk to the people. A lot of these people want to help, genuinely help people to change their business. I'm sure uh, uh, your book, Money, Time, and People Will Kill Your Business, would is be an excellent resource for um, for any arborist that's that's running a company. What other uh, resources can they look to to do a better job at? You know, most of us know trees pretty well, but maybe we're we're lax on the business side of things to uh, to to become better educated and do a better job. Well, it, it's not uncommon for any business owner to not focus on certain parts of the business. Um, but the idea behind the book, the concept is to help the business owners to wear many hats. It starts with vision. And I've got exercises in there so people can help themselves to understand what the vision should be for their business. And in there I talk about giving themselves permission to dream. It's not where you've been that's important. It's where you are now and where you're going to go. And if you let the past define you, and the past hasn't been pleasant, especially over the last year to 18 months, that's going to define your business in the future as maybe not a good thing. So to answer your question as to resources, uh, recently I've been reading a lot of books uh, that were given to me by a billionaire. I knew this guy 30 years ago. I mentioned him in my workshop a few times. My wife said, why don't you catch up with him and, and talk with him? So I sent him a letter. So we talked. I flew down to Texas and met with him. And one of the books he gave me was Claude Bristol's TNT, The Power Within You. Bristol talks about vision. He talks about uh, developing an empowering vision that will help the business owner or help the individual to grow in their life. Uh, another one is How to Attract Good Luck by A.H.Z. Carr. Now, ironically, the gentleman I mentioned uh, recommended that book to me 30 years ago, and with my luck, I bought the wrong book on luck. <laughs> and and uh, he gave me a copy of this, and it's, it's um, A.H.Z. Carr, How to Attract Good Luck. And he talks about scientifically how all the time we are presented with opportunities. We just need to be aware present to those opportunities so we can exploit them and they usually come small as a thread and from the thread they build up to something great and he gives many examples in that book as to how to attract good luck. From an arborist's perspective, somebody asks you to come in and do a removal. They're throwing a thread. They're giving you an opportunity perhaps to look for more business. They may even be giving you an opportunity to refer you to the neighbours. But you've got to realize that there's an opportunity there, there's a thread, and pursue it in a positive way, in a positive context. But those are some of the resources that I would suggest that people look at, which aren't the regular business books. And uh, in, in my book, I give a whole list of other resources uh, that can be useful in terms of 
the administrative side, the accounting side, marketing, sales, et cetera, et cetera. That's great. Well, um, let me wrap it up here as we're talking about tough times. Um, while uh, while an Arborist is, is, is developing their, their vision and, and, and working towards getting in the right mindset here to, to lead their company, what are just a, a few things that, that maybe they should just focus on uh, in, in their business for dealing with tough times? Okay. Um, I think that the, the number one thing has to be value, presenting value in the eyes of the customer. As an example, if, if I'm treating a tree and it's costing $200, uh, isn't that better than doing a removal at $2,000? So working to help the prospect to understand the value of treatment rather than removal. Uh, I can take it out now or I can take it out in two years, but wouldn't you rather just spend $200 today and get that tree taken care of? So value is, a, is an issue. Also, define your existing base, who you're selling to, who you've sold to, who's done business with you, where you have a credential, where people respect the work that you've done. And set a goal to sell more services, 10% more services, to those people whom you've done business with. Then, if you have an annual service, and I know that some of this uh, cycles through on the seasons, but if you have an annual service, meaning every 12 months you perform a service for certain people, think in terms of maybe bringing it up so it's in 11 months rather than 12. Uh, that will give you a 10% increase. Then, if you can increase your customers by 10%, uh, look at your existing customers, rank them from the best to the not so great, and that could be on dollar volume. Then look at what are the properties of these top 10 or top 20% and how do I find other people that look like them? And how do I utilize those people to refer me to their friends, to their neighbors? Now, if you do these three steps, uh, increase ex your existing services by 10%, uh, cycling through so that you have um, an annual service of 11 months rather than 12 months, and then increasing your customer base by 10%, you'll find that in three years you will have doubled your business. That's great. I'm sure that's something everyone would like to do, even Absolutely. if you're just working with a few employees. So. Well, uh, thank you very much for your excellent advice and, uh, and for your time, uh, and I uh, appreciate you being here. Well, thank you very much, Todd, and, and I hope that all of our listeners can certainly grow and manage their business and, and recapture the excitement that they felt when they first got into it. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to uh, join us on our next uh, interview uh, as we uh, present the ArborPod interview series.